0: The Spin Off Podcast Network.
1: Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. The Investment Fix Podcast. Tune in today.
0: Skinny are helping you show how smart you are with the 1Q Quiz, an all new, super challenging, and super quick daily quiz built by the Spin Off. Every Monday, Skinny are giving you the chance to prove you're smart with the Skinny Extra Credit question. Get it right, and you'll get the chance to score yourself some Skinny Extra Mobile credit so you can text, call, or even video call your group chat and gloat about how big your brain is. T's and C's apply.
2: Kia welcome to The Real Pod. She back, by the way, that's me, Jane Yeen, joined by Duncan Grieve and Alex Casey. I was away last week. I have notes. How are you guys?
1: Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> nervous. Hungry. I, I, Hungry. I get nervous. I get nervous when you come back and the first thing he says is, I have notes, <laughs> as the podcast manager. <laughs> Frightening. I've
3: been having off-the-record conversations with high-level sources and, and being... Normal, quote unquote. So I'm going to have to mode switch to being, you know, whatever this podcast requires of me.
2: When I get my children to reset after they've been terrible, I say, reset, press your belly button. So go ahead. Here we go. He's in. Oh, Oh, now he's back. Look at him. Just full of pop culture.
3: Oh, no. I think I just turned myself off.
2: What did you do? (laughs) Turn (laughs) yourself on.
1: Okay. No. It's good. It's good. It's good.
3: It was a factory reset. (laughs) <laughs>
1: How's Christchurch? This pot is so blue now. Um, Christchurch is, is great. My cucumbers have died, and that's oh. a tragedy. Oh,
3: um, why? What it got too d-
1: cold. It got too cold. And everyone said, don't plant them out. Don't plant before show day. It's all about show day down here. Um, and I planted them before show day, and guess what? They all died. Yeah. So You've why got to
3: listen to the locals.
2: They know what they're on about.
3: I know. There was a request in the Slack channel at the spinoff. This is going somewhere, I promise, uh, for recollections on The Vintner's Luck, a uh, famous, is it Elizabeth Knox novel from 25 years ago on occasion of its 25th anniversary. I've not read the novel, but I have seen the film, and there's a whole uh, bit in the film about sort of wrapping the vines against the, the weather and, and the, the, the kind of extreme lengths they go to to protect them. I wonder if you should not have, when on this cold evening, lain down with your kicks. <laughs> Your, your Jesse kicks <laughs> and, and held them <laughs> Held them tight Against your bosom To protect Kewks. them From The elements Hold you your, Je-
2: your, your Jessie Keukes Against your intro. bosom What a
1: long <laughs> intro To that crazy Piece of advice <laughs> <laughs> a slag message about a book about a movie.
3: <laughs> I like that I've only seen the film of the book. You know, that's very that's very real, part.
1: Yes, I, okay, I will. I will. Uh, I've got one more plant left, which was in the greenhouse, so I'll be sure to cuddle it. Cuddle my cukes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, um, actually, just speaking of cukes, before we move on, um, how old were you guys when you realised that pickles were like pickled cucumbers?
3: Like forty-one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was maybe like three years ago. Yeah, What, what about you? Same. It's like crazy. It's just a crazy stat, but I'm glad I'm with my people.
3: <laughs> I still don't know if I believe it.
2: It's you know, just not true. I've,
3: I've I've seen them both separately, but I've never seen them.
2: In the same room together.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean?
2: I've seen it happen. It's happened in
1: my very house. Joe had a run of pickling cucumbers, they- and I still didn't really believe it. <laughs> I ate them, and I was like. There's just no way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just not There's true. Just no way. We're debunking
2: the myth right here. Um, So, my notes for last week I always listen to the potty when I'm not on it. Oh, no. I prefer to listen to the potty when I'm not on it. First note sensational. Sensational podcast would pay good money good. to listen to Thank this you, podcast. Jane, and that was the feedback.
1: <laughs> that's,
3: that's her notes. Okay, hey, so we're going we'll No, I've just
2: got a little, <laughs> I've got a little, little two other things. One, I just, this is a significance due to Flappy Show due to the fact we were there. Erin Simpson didn't meet uh, Zach at the, the Vodafone Music Awards. She met him at the TV Awards. We were there that night as a three piece. It was the night we saw Flappy Show. That was the <laughs> night Zach and Erin got together. This is not just a coincidence, I don't think. There's something in there. Uh, yeah. I feel like we sort of brought them together.
3: That's really important information.
2: Yeah. That's all. I like that we were there as a three-piece. Who was what? Who was the waistcoat? Who was the
1: pants? <laughs> who was
2: the, pants? What, who is is the three, jacket? It, okay, waistcoat, <laughs> waistcoat, pant and jacket. Yeah. I'm the pants. I'm the pants. I guess I have to I would love to
1: be the you're waistcoat. You're definitely the waistcoat. <laughs> the waistcoat. As
3: someone who has worn okay. a top hat far too often. <laughs> no
2: you're
1: question. You're definitely the
3: waistcoat. <laughs> and I guess I'm the jacket. Yeah, <laughs>
2: You're the jacket. Um. Okay, the other notes is my contribution to the argument about MKR v. The Block as the best way to make – don't roll your eyes. You already know where I stand. I am team Alex Casey on this. Oh,
3: what a surprise. Oh, boy, no,
2: yes. it's got nothing – Oh, boy, yes. It's It's got nothing to do with how I feel about you both as people. I just think she's correct. I think that <laughs> the the amount of uh, time you have to take into the, the, the full fiscal situation – into account, which is the time you have to take off work, the potential, like, mental health uh, problems you might have out at the back of the block versus MKR and how much money you might have to spend on therapy, all of these things. Also
1: surrendering yourself to the housing market, Uh, you know, is a massive variable that almost no other reality
2: show has. Absolutely. The only people, you know, you could argue that if you go on the block, you, uh, you know, you could make money even if you came second, third or fourth, but not these days. Not oh, these. Are the only person. Hey, we're about money we're getting is.
3: back on track. Have you not read the news? You um, know? housing <laughs> markets going up and to the right again.
2: Look, I am joining Alex in the kitchen, and you still need to find someone to join you for like three months. Samuel? on the construction site.
0: Me and you? Absolutely not. No, no not a handyman. <laughs> no. All right.
2: Where do you stand?
0: Yeah, no. It's totally. It's it's totally the. It's totally. My Kitchen Rules—that is by far the easiest show. That is the easiest way to get a hundred thousand dollars out of nowhere. Crazy. I hear How it's on?
2: like two weeks max shoot, right? Yeah,
1: like there's, there's just... no way. Like not, a
0: hundred thousand dollars is insane for that show.
2: Is... I hear and Callum also agree what? with us. So what? this is. We've just about got a full cast at MKR
1: now. Maybe
0: maybe I should write a ranking. A ranking of easiest to hardest. I already pitched it in
1: the editorial meeting, Samuel. (laughs) Let me tell you this. Did not get a lot of love.
0: (laughs) Really?
3: God, it's actually such a good pitch.
1: Well, it's, it's, it's incoming. We've got to do the data because, yeah, you're right. You've got to factor in time spent mm. on the show, also preparation, mm-hmm. but also the prize money. And it got me thinking something that didn't come up last week. Heartbreak Island was 100K, and that was basically a two-week trip to Fiji. I think you won the final prize by completing an acrostic poem or something. <laughs> But you do have to be a certain age and your body has to uh, look a certain way. Yeah. So that, like that, that creates That's a
2: new set of hurdles. Especially well, you, you, could you could take into account some sort of um, changing your ID to adjust your age and also then ch- getting some you know, plastic surgery and stuff to fit the mould. You just have to make sure it all weighs up, right? So it's yeah. which, which yeah. one is going to leave you fiscally better off at the end? What the, the highest likelihood of being fiscally better off at the end? Should I'm
3: so certain I'm right.
2: Okay, well, remains to be seen. Have you seen the last few
1: seasons of The Block? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) they
2: lost so much cash. (laughs) (laughs) And had to, like, quit their jobs and, you know, they probably all got divorced out the back of it. I don't know. I mean, maybe
3: it's because I sometimes play basketball with Artie who (laughs) made him in terms of 300 grand. (laughs) And they honestly seem to do, you know, But I barely remember them not showing up to basketball. It didn't seem to take very long to get very wealthy. Anyway, we should probably leave this (laughs) infernal argument to die. That
2: that you're losing. Um. Other than that, I just want to say, I think I, I listened to a podcast on the weekend, crazy thing to do, uh, Search Engine, and it was an episode with Ezra Klein about I the- I sent that I to Alan. I listened to because to Duncan sent it to me. Because I thought it was
3: so good. Oh, it's so good. Yeah.
1: Hey, I don't
2: like to recommend podcasts that aren't this one. That's um, crazy
3: that, that, that we really all were weird. doing that. Yeah.
2: yeah. But how good was that? And I think I, I'm definitely going to quit Twitter. I'm just waiting for them to deliver my data. Back to me. And I mean, the
3: reason I sent it to Alice because she, she and I have been clean for what eighteen months.
2: Oh, I was out. I was out twenty twenty one. I mean, I never mm. post on it. I never check it. I'm just like, get rid of that Jane Yee. I don't even need the handle anymore. But I'm um, also, I think it's going to be Facebook too, and that's a tough decision to make given the Real Pod Corner. <laughs> but I think I need to do it for me, and I will be in the sub stack a lot is, I guess the- you can
1: always I always you can always resurrect your Facebook. You know, as long as you don't do the full delete. Right. Just deactivate yeah, it right. and you can, you know, sneak re- back in. Re- reanimate the course. How would you know you that? Need-
2: How would you know that, Alex? Are you on there sometimes?
1: Okay. Well, it's particularly useful for the community groups in, in Spreadon when I need
2: someone to pick up a bunch of old flaxes. Perhaps if you'd been on Facebook in the gardening group uh, you might have known what to do about your GCQs.
3: Oh, she knew. Oh. She just thought that the rules didn't apply yeah. to her.
2: Classic Defy, defy nature. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're here for MKR, so let's get into reality check. I have four ways to decide. I'm going to drop my entire full
1: life. I am
2: disgusted at how much you have copied my husband. <laughs>
0: <laughs> reality
2: check. All right, we are in Mission Bay for Anya and Emily's restaurant. A lot of pressure on these guys. Uh, they've got lots of cultural influences from their Korean, Russian, and French backgrounds.
3: Big wraps, uh, you know. There's, there's, that's what, what they say in sports. Oh, I <laughs> thought you were talking about <laughs> like
2: like tortilla wraps.
3: <laughs> Delicious. I mean, I am hungry. <laughs> no, but just the, the expectations are quite high. That there's there's just been a. A level of Mm. scrutiny and, and interest in this duo.
2: I had an absolutely psychotic episode during this and figured out where they lived exactly on Google Maps. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my God, I gosh. I was curious. I'm going to tell you. But, but I did nothing with that <laughs> can curiosity. Can you tell us how, how you did it without revealing where? Yes, I can. And it's not something everyone will be able to do, but I grew up around that area. <laughs> and so I, oh, I okay. kind of had a rough idea based on the skyline of where they drove out their driveway, which street it might be, and so on.
3: This is interesting, though, because they did go to Countdown Eden Quarter. They did. Long way from home. They Ladies. I thought,
2: is Countdown a sponsor?
3: I think they are. <laughs>
2: yeah, it be. definitely would have been easier for them to go to the one in downtown or possibly the one in, uh, in in St. John's.
3: That one downtown is a bit rank.
2: The New World at Eastridge is like, you know, we A, you'll, you'll used to be able to spot Art and Matilda there every every <gasps> five minutes. They don't live in town anymore, so you can't now. But um also it's like a hop, skip and a jump from where they are. Mm. So I had to really go out of their way. Adds to the adds mm. to the time.
1: Does have a beautiful car park though to get the lovely shot of
2: was it Anya or Emily who did the classic? Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah, cruise and on the trolley. Love to see. I love that. the interplay between these two. Yeah. It's so adorable. Like kissing each other when they like got good news and you know little like friendly little kiss. Mm. I just love it. They're, they're just very uh, no tension there.
3: Yeah, well, I tell it...
2: you who loves it too, Manu.
1: Oh, oh yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> you think
1: Manu is like a crazy thing for these two? <laughs>
3: He does a bit. Does I think bit.
1: It might, maybe it's the quote-unquote French connection. <laughs> How much are the judges
2: allowed to drink, do you think, on the night?
3: I don't think – can you imagine trying to impose any sort of order on those two?
2: No. Fastenage should already be like, you know, a couple
1: of days. I'd have a bag
3: <laughs> under his jacket if I tried to stop him.
2: I was looking at Fastenage and going, something about you is a bit different, and he's definitely had veneers, right? So I looked up pictures of him pre-veners um, and I, just, I just think it looked better before the veneers. It's like David Beckham had better teeth before yeah. he got turkey teeth.
1: Sometimes it's 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 too much. It
2: can be too much, and but you can't go back, can you? Because no. you told me about how they do the nib thing. They ground Nub. them down to tiny oh. little oh. nublets. <laughs> oh god! Oh gosh. Anyway, we're at the Traveller's Corner. It's got a sort of a library, travel library esque theme. Uh, thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. I thought the guests were like weirdly too dazzled by
1: it. Yeah, like I was like, oh, does it look that good." Like, sort of like a Lonely Planet Cuba <laughs> on the table. <laughs> Is that really what you want <laughs> from a meal?
2: <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you, Alex, as I often do. Um, I think it was it was a little. They could have done. They could have done better. Um, but anyway, the the entree was Korean pancakes with dipping sauce. The main was a sausage stew, and the dessert was profiterole with salted caramel sauce. There was kimchi used in the in the entree that I was like, does that count? Is that like when people use curry paste instead of making their own? Because kimchi needs to ferment, right? So there's no way they didn't start that day. day. No, they did not. But
1: could they? What's the jurisdiction like? Could you start? Could you start early? Yeah, if 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 it's something that cannot
3: be created any other way, I don't think
2: you can.
1: But what about the ice
2: cream? I think you could buy. I think you can buy something pre-made, and then that's something that kind of like people might take into account.
1: But the, how long does ice cream take to make?
2: They well, they made ice cream.
1: They freeze on that. So they made, ice, it? Cream. They made ice cream. They freeze very
3: quickly, Alex. I don't know. Have, do they? Have you got a freezer? But don't you have to churn
2: it in there? I don't. know. I, I don't. Yeah, I but you churn don't don't it in enough. a cold <laughs> churner thing. Um, this is how we need to do a lot of work to win that <laughs> hundred
3: uh, I, I must say, I'm re- yeah. This is this is what I'm talking about. It's like these people have got like decades of working really hard at this thing. I, I don't feel like think you're they've been
2: working it. really hard at it. I mean, well, that's because you're
3: a good cook as well. So I'm that, not. That's <laughs> why I think that you're a bit, you're sort of starting from not the start line.
2: I'm a baker, but I've also got someone who is very onto it with produce. Is mm. oh, yeah. my teammate she
1: one should. withered, one withered cake
3: <laughs> yeah. in a bread roll? <laughs> oh, look spatter. at this lovely Yum. thing I got from the garden.
1: <laughs> oh, is the bread roll mine. The bread roll's yours, oh, nice. yeah. A delicious springy bread roll.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Uh, one of the one of the first caption um, things, the funny caption thing here was profit turtles <laughs> instead of professionals. Profit turtles. Good point. <laughs>
1: mm.
3: well, they probably can. If you get the right turtles.
1: You've got to be careful, though. I'm going out to the New Zealand Turtle Rescue is in Christchurch, and there's a lady who's got about 200 turtles, and she is fed up. People oh. buy turtles without realising how long they live for, and then they surrender them. It's a big. Pro- it's actually a massive problem. And don't yeah, some of them like get really big? Some of them get really big, and if you release, you know, people release. Actually, if you go to Western Springs Park, lots of turtles in there. Oh. Can, in we, the, in the lake. can I do a Prophet plug? Profit turtles. I want yeah. to
3: plug your um, excellent, funny feature about the drama at the aquarium. Oh, thank you. Really thank you. To... I'm
1: really trying to pivot hard into animal
2: news. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a Kia Kids news type of <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: type
2: of energy to the off. Speaking of Kia Kids, my daughter is on the short – she's on the – I think it's a very long short list of like potential reporters for Kia Kids.
3: Holy um, wow. And
2: I get these emails that are like, we need a reporter for tomorrow at Waikaraka Park or something, like just real short notice – that's. I just think it's chaotic the way that they make that show. That's all. You should forward those
1: scoops to us, Jane. <laughs> That's right.
3: That would be a really great yarn if you could like do a takedown of Kia Kids News. <laughs> <laughs> the working conditions. They're employing child labour.
1: <laughs> Bring out the blue book. Oh, dear. I like the look at the starter. Yummy. Yum. Yummy. Probably the thing I, I most want nice. to
3: eat on the season so far.
1: Yum. Yeah, I like to look at that dipping sauce. Again, it's, it's just crazy making, especially I think when they're talking about sauces and little side things But they're like, you could bottle that and sell it. That is so delicious. And I'm like, I just want a, a tiny drop, a pipette of that sauce, you know. But it does P- raise a good point,
2: again, if Colin and Manu tell you you could bottle something and sell it, that's another potential fiscal upside mm. to being on MKR.
3: Well, that might be true. Yeah. Because the thing is, they they got that for all three of their sauces. Oh, really? Yes. The salted caramel at the end. Yes, true. And the yep. onion and lemon in the middle.
2: Oh, true. That's right. They're the saucy ladies. That's their I brand.
3: That <laughs> is really good. <laughs> The saucy ladies.
2: <laughs> uh, based on the two previous instant restaurants, uh, Vicky has been charged with giving Pascal horse bites under the table if he says anything too controversial.
3: I just want to go into but Pascal is not the villain. He's not. The villain is, and I'm forgetting her name.
1: Nada. Pop. Pop,
3: Nada or pops. Pops. Pops is the villain. Pops with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. She's the villain, and it's and, and she thinks Pascal's the villain. I think the vill- the villainography this season is um, is really interesting. They
2: don't have a lot to hang their hat on. Is that the saying for the villain? Like it's not a super mm. dramatic.
3: That's cast. true.
2: Um, Nada and Pops are definitely just extremely aware that they're on the bottom of the leaderboard. And Pascal is Duncan Grave. He's a contrarian. This is why you relate to him so much. Is he just takes the opposite view of everyone else. So when anyone else is like, this pork's a bit dry, he's like, delicious, don't know what, you, what your problem is. <laughs> I disagree.
3: I think that, that Pascal and I do have a lot in common. Pascal is... He's got his kind of perspective on the world and is very comfortable expressing it r- regardless of prevailing winds. And that's that's not being a contrarian, that's just having a point of view.
2: That's what a contrarian would say, eh?
3: God <laughs> damn it.
1: Horse bite. Um not He also m- hasn't he hasn't cooked yet. Yeah. So that also gives him this extra. <laughs> Extra layer of spice. Well, well
3: what there. I love about Pascal, sorry not to harp on about Pascal, my favourite character on the show, is um, how keen he is for everyone to know that he's given cracking scores, and and <laughs> and everyone's like, no, this is a secret ballot. It's like, but it's going to come out in the end, and you'll see that I was like a lovely generous man, um, <laughs> and uh, it's crack up to me. Yeah, there's it's always very transparent. Th-
2: this um, as we'll get to in the, the the next team who compete, and then also uh, Pascal and Vicky lot of pressure on them for all the talk and the chat that they've been doing at the table that I think makes everyone uh, a little bit extra critical, you know, because yeah. they've been so vocal about how uh, they think they how skilled they are or how unskilled everyone else is. Um, street food's easy, said Pascal when he saw the, the pancakes on the menu.
3: Yeah, Manu then puts him in his place.
2: Oh, I love it when
1: Manu throws down. I think Manu, do you reckon that Manu secretly, maybe not so secretly, hates Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> when he is talking and, like, musing about the um the menus and stuff, you can just see that. I mean, they've got pretty good poker faces for the most part, but Manu just has these little flickers of, like, flaming hatred, I
0: think. Yeah. A bit of intel from my interview that didn't make it into the piece is they definitely did not like Pascal. <gasps> like, when I started talking <gasps> about-
2: is- Oh, my God. Yay. I think they
3: just feel threatened by Pascal because he has like a near complete knowledge of culinary techniques and cuisine <laughs> of the world. And they're sort of like, well, that's sort of our role. And then well, Pascal's like, what am I supposed to do with all this awesome stuff I have going on? And They're like, well, just keep it in your mouth. <laughs> that's basically what's going on.
2: Look, there could be two things happen here. I don't know if you recall, if you were watching way back on MKR Australia, there were a, a pair of friends, I think their, their names were Lee and Jennifer, it's very early on, but one of them was kind of like obnoxiously scathing in the instant restaurants and she'd give her opinion and then just go, um, yeah, all the time. But then they were fucking amazing. Like every, it, you kind of felt the edit was building up to them having a disaster and you felt like they were just going to have their comeuppance, but they were amazing. I feel like that might happen with Pascal. you yeah. might actually be a really good cook.
3: I mean he better be. And he's actually like
2: kind of holding back a little bit, like he could go harder. But he knows he's gonna go in the either that or they're gonna tank. I hope
1: they tank. I hope he brings out like cucumbers and buns.
2: <laughs> <Is it worth laughs> That's <kind> of- that <laughs> an award winning dish, by the way. <laughs> no one's ever done it and there's no reason why not. <laughs> um Mano says like and we can probably add this to the real book of little book of inspiration. Nothing's easy unless you know how to do it. <laughs> Which is like...
1: Yeah, true. That is a great toilet (laughs) I rate that. I rate that. (laughs) You know what advice I literally has nearly transformed my life? Is the honey badgers... It's not his original quote, but preparation prevents piss poor performance. (laughs) I've taken that and run with it so hard in every facet of my life... (laughs) Over the last few years It's true Honestly. That meeting
2: that we had For Remember When Last week Without the game, yes, Right
1: Preparedness I'm
2: going to try and work on Through the line Jimmy Not at it You know Like go through the, the, Steve Price Through the line oh, Imagine okay. if you ran a marathon And just stopped at the line And not through it And then someone else mm. went past How embarrassing would that be
1: Really embarrassing. What about you, Dan? Any reality
3: inspiration? I mean, I'm sure there is, but whenever I'm put on the spot, my my give a piss poor performance.
2: (laughs) You ain't King Dingaling? That's a good one. I think you should. I don't think about that. I last said
3: King Dingaling yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) It's
2: so good. The other clue that Manu is uh, not Pascal's biggest fan is that when. when Pascal was critiquing the pancakes, he was like, the garlic is sticking, you know, the tasted garlic is sticking around in my mouth kind of thing. And Manu was like, I love it. Uh, I love how the flavours stick around. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately after Pascal had just said that. They
1: screwed up the shoe pastry three times. Oh, yeah. That seemed really stressful. Yes.
2: Smart thing to do, though, to keep going until, until they got it right, because they would have had a, that would have been a disaster if they'd tried to cook those runny ones.
1: Oh, never cook never the, the runny ones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they didn't have a dry <laughs> sausage situation, though, too. That's true. This is a very rude part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not – look, that sausage dish, not for me. No, I it didn't that.
2: seem – it seemed like um, sausages. they were doing that weird thing where they were kind of, like, I don't know, going a funny shape in the little cut-up bits where they were kind of bulging. And then <laughs> – Sauce. But the sauce, there was nothing to the sauce. It just felt very <laughs> Alex, like. Look at you. It needed it needed some more um, oomph to it. Like I think <laughs> one of the judges recommended that they cook it with the lentils. Controversial, but it would have just given it a bit more of a I don't know a presence on the plate. Oh, like. I, th-
3: I thought what what Fastenage, uh described as it sounded delicious in terms of his reimagining of how it was kind of assembled. Oh, the stacked, the stacked, stacked situation. Yeah.
1: Stacked. yeah. The plating was kind of like you know that that was classic plate. That was your is plate at home.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was home cooking done yeah. badly though. Apparently,
3: I thought they'd got got off quite lightly given how poorly reviewed this was with the score. Yeah,
2: totally. Uh, the dessert, I mean, perfect, perfect, perfect all round. Um, I mean, it got a got a bloody ten, didn't it? From Mano, uh, Pascal is nicking the sauce straight yeah. from the little pottle thing. So that also made me want that a lot.
3: Yummy!
1: It's good to see salted caramel still making waves. I, I
3: thought I was kind of surprised. I thought that Mission Bay, like in the city of Aucklanders, would have been because salted caramel feels pretty washed now as a flavour.
2: I think you'll mm. find that Mission Bay is quite washed, like they're still quite entrenched. I don't think I think in Ponsonby, they're probably on the tip of cuisine in Mission Bay it's still very much like Dave Fontaine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon I reckon Salted Caramel's got a long time to go, yeah. Yeah, it's like
3: it's like a panini. Yeah. Yeah, it'll still be going on. <laughs> like like 2035. S- there's
2: definitely still massive panini sales happening at mm.
3: Eastridge. <laughs> 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 I mean look, it's a great format, but it, it just un- it has a bit of a, a st- Think on it.
2: Um, they got sevens all round from every team, which is great. Consistent. I think that's,
3: that's a review of their personality as much as it is their food. Like, I don't
2: know. Those pancakes, that dessert. I mean, well, the sausage thing was yummy. like
3: not and the they best. Said the but,
2: sausage was dry, but they said it tasted yum.
3: But, the, but they were talking about it as being near and inev- inedible, and it was the heart of the dish.
2: Was everyone talking about it being inedible, or just Nada and Pops?
3: No, there was there was a there was a clear majority of people who thought it was a dry sauce. And how do you make a sausage dry in that context where it's so wet?
2: <laughs> I don't know, but ask these guys because they they know how.
1: Pop said if you'd served that to me, I would have sent your ass back to the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. to nuds. and yeah, and then you're right. Pascal came out and went. Actually, I rate it. I think it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> to say pretty cool is really funny. Yes, yeah.
3: He's the man. He's the mantis.
2: Anyway, at the end of the day, they got 74. They're top of the leaderboard. They're safe houses. <laughs> mantis.
3: Bring that back as well.
2: <laughs> if we're back mantis, can we also bring back Manus?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're sort of yeah. like paired
2: words. Yeah, you know, like. Um, <laughs> yeah. Episode two. So we were in the eastern suburbs, the eastern central suburbs. Last episode, episode two of the week, and we're now in proper Who, eastern suburbs. Well, Have
3: we finished with? The, yeah. But what, did we, we ate us, the what, what Did we talk about we and getting seventy-four? 74 and, yeah. Yes, I
2: just said that. I said they're at the top of the leaderboard. They're not. You were too busy menticing. <laughs> I
3: was. I was.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. We are. Uh, we're in. Sort of Howard Carrier,
3: maybe? Yeah, yeah, I was trying to figure it out because they were just monster houses. Oh, yeah. On, on quite big sections.
2: Look, I didn't watch last week's in full, but so far from what I've seen, no one needs this hundred grand. Oh no God. one Can't. needs it less than these people. They're going to donate it to a new <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. it's just like a new set of tyres on the Tesla sort of thing. Yeah.
3: It's, um, it's, it's, and when you think about it, like the, the nature of the show does lean towards people. Who've got the disposable income to buy a lot? Oh, of th- I mean, yeah. just buying food at all. There are barriers
2: to entry. They need <laughs> yeah. to do like a real world version where it's like, what can you make? Eat well yum? for less rules. Uh, well yes, like what can you do with uh, a pack of too many noodles? You know. Oh, we know. <laughs> we do know.
3: <laughs> Great cheese on Put it. Put them yum. in a sandwich. <laughs> cheese <laughs> on them. Yeah, that's uh, that's cheese always that's them. my signature um, dish is meagering two packets of meagering noodles. Uh, what flavour? Dra- uh, just the classic. Drain the salt, Drain the um, water. Put all of the sauces in, and then grate heaps of cheese on it. Stir it all together into some big glue. I call them heart attack noodles because your heart sort of goes really, really. I think so much salt. Um, you yeah. feel like you're going to die afterwards, but it's the most delicious thing.
2: Speaking of too much salt, let's get into this next instant restaurant.
3: Oh, this is a really I'm sad... obsessed with these two. Can we just talk about
0: okay. <laughs> the relationship? The mother is the so good. son, yeah.
1: Julie and Matthew. Oh, she gives what's them your vibe. Oh,
2: look. Okay, the the instant restaurant. Beautiful. The words oh. they've got like they've got their logo like embossed into yeah. the actual table for crying out loud. Yeah, they've got what looked like very expensive candles. Just, it looks like you're escaping into a, just a beautiful woodland wedding.
3: It looks better than most restaurants.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which which really highlighted how much the other restaurant looked a little bit like you'd gone into junk and disorderly and spent $50 and just uh, chucked up some vintage. Which is the way it should be mm, done. Metal planes. To be
3: clear.
1: I think it also set the bar higher for them, you know, in yes. terms of the look of everything and the steaks and then – The food started coming out, and (laughs) but they but they got yeah. So we've got to
3: keep talking to about them. They they've got such a they're very cute relationship. Like I love him, sort of proudly talking about being a mummy's boy. She's so proud of him.
2: Well, she is, but she also nigs him quite a bit.
3: Yeah, but he's (laughs) such a sweet boy. For his mum, when she's like having a hard time, of they, they are not dairy. Those are not
1: they dairy, are flowers? Not
2: dairy That's flowers. what what write down. Those are no
1: dairy flowers. It's
2: I've not ever
1: that the seen. flowers
2: aren't dairy flowers. The way they are assembled in a bouquet is not how you would get them.
3: Can I be Pascal the contrarian? Because <laughs> I reckon in a, in some sort of fancy rich suburb, I can imagine a dairy having like a relationship with a fancy florist, a la femme fleur of the the area. And you can just order in a fancy bouquet through them. That's my theory of it.
2: I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think. I think, I think it was, I think, you know, they got some flowers and they dropped them at the dairy and then they shot it. That's what I think happened. Anyway, is anyone in production? I don't think we've got any MKR production people listening, eh? It's not, we're, we're not so. their vibe, are we?
0: I, I gave one of the publicity people it.
2: Oh, no, publicity's fine, okay. but they won't know They won't know the inner workings. Okay,
1: so this is clearly their own house, right? Because the oven's broken, first thing okay. to do is you
2: call Colleen. Okay, Co- uh, Colleen and Klaus. Um, Colleen. Thank <laughs> God for Colleen and Klaus and the units down the road a bit. And I, I have to say, those ovens, I've been there.
3: Oh, Sometimes yeah, those smear, they, the, the, the smeg ovens, ovens they, they blow out.
2: They do this thing where, like, if you accidentally press, like, the wrong button and they said that they had the timer going, yeah. You, I reckon they've set it to start at a certain time, well, instead of and then it, and then it blocks it from actually being able to turn I mean, on I can until do the ten time minutes out.
3: on smoke up those There's two things. One m. is like the thermostat can blow, so it just runs full noise, like it's 280 degrees only. Which
2: probably wouldn't good for the pork, by the way. It
3: probably would have been, but then there's there's another thing, basically like it, they just seem to have sort of. Regulating temperature issues because the oven was on, like it was getting 50 degrees. No, but the other light
2: wasn't going, so So I I reckon there was some retained heat from something that they were getting that 50 degrees
3: because 50
2: degrees ain't cooking nothing.
3: I mean, I just it was you sort of feel desperately sad for them because it's not, it's it's a non trivial thing to be cooking at someone else's house. Well, you
2: can't check on it as easily as you would, and if she had been able to, though. She definitely had a different cooking method than either of the chefs, professional chefs would have recommended. Um, And she
3: she had walked in intending that. She would talked about it at the top of the Well, uh, she's
2: done it before, though. So she's obviously got nice – you know, she has her way of getting a crackle, but it's very difficult to get a crackle at Colleen's house when you're not next to the oven, (laughs) isn't it? Everyone knows that. I
1: wanted a camera on Colleen. I I know. Colleen now completely under the pump. Her life's been turned upside Mm -hmm. down on this evening. She was probably settling in to, you know, watch a nice movie or something. And now she's got – You know, Piccadilly Circus coming through, the cakes. Not only that, but
2: she probably feels a little bit responsible that there was no crackle, like completely out of her Mm. control, but she's been drawn in unbeknownst, you know, and then this happens. Um, Matt and Kurt near the end of the episode when they found out about the broken oven were like – yeah, you know, broken oven, that does suck. But, you know, they had a neighbour they could chuck it. And I think they underplayed.
3: Yeah, it wasn't like a direct neighbour. It was down the road.
2: Yeah, it definitely. And they, I think they underplayed, like, how much that would fuck with you. Yeah, <laughs> and the, mm. When the main apparatus you need to make the meal is not working. Mm. That's, like, next level shit.
1: Also, did you notice when they had their little briscoes shop before the cook, they bought an electric walk Like just right before it I was like This is hectic I know but That uh, is
2: pre- not preparation that
3: But but, preparation. but I think it also means that, yeah. Partnerships um, <laughs> Sort of arriving piss-paw Thick and fast Because there was no <laughs> Briscoes Integration In the first couple of episodes Correct? No
2: in- Incorrect mm. They have the Briscoes knives Their ah, knives have got Briscoes okay. band uh. and branding on them Which also begs the question Look I don't want to Shit on Briscoes uh, Briscoes is absolute, But are they top end knives at, at the Briscoe?
3: I reckon they would have some good knives at Briscoe's. Okay. Like I, I Briscoe I kinda rate Briscoe's. But yeah, they, they 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 bought a new wok and they were deep frying chips in the wok.
2: Those chips didn't look crunchy. No they one mentioned didn't. the chips, but they didn't look crunchy at all to me. And you only got three?
3: But then they were trying to do like a take on fish and chips. I thought they were a bit mean about the like, okay, admittedly, the the curry sauce around the edge just, it looks bad.
2: Do you know what? Yeah. That's real Lord Kitchener vibes. I don't know if you're familiar, yeah, with, I Lord am familiar with Lord but Kitchener.
3: with
1: Lord Kitchener. Look,
2: it's Sandringham. It's in Sandringham. Yeah. So Sandringham oh, in yeah, Auckland, yeah. for the uninitiated, is a, a highly populated Indian area, the most amazing <laughs> Indian restaurants. And then there's this, like, English pub. <laughs> Problematic it's all name.
3: aggressively English, part. but they
2: but they always did their like um, you know they had like a like a curry dip, yeah. it sort of like a nod to the community for the fish and chips. Well,
3: but that's also like, an English staple, right? Is it, oh, is, well, well, there's a lot of chips, curry chips like in, in yeah. curry, yeah. But
2: that I feel like if they'd made the sauce. In a little pocket. Agree, agree. Then people it can just, add as much or as little as
1: they like. Looked don't spill it around.
3: Nightmarish. <laughs> it looks nightmarish. It
1: looks like a lot for an entree. I mean, yummy. I would eat. I of would eat. I mean, but fine. Give me a, a lot, lot for an entree. On, yeah. Yeah.
2: Again, you don't have to I eat. I mean, I'm at just all. so
3: hungry. I, I, I just want some food.
2: I think people were really rough on the menu. Like, they're not giving us. Enough information.
3: Yeah, that's normal. Have you been to a restaurant in Auckland lately? It's all like that. It's yeah. all sort of these are the kind of components, or flavors, and you sort of do it. That's 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 actually fine, and and dare I suggest it on trend? Yeah. more so than um,
2: same. Black, but also the like the Black Forest, and they're like, oh no, is it a cake? Is it a moose? It, who cares? Like,
3: like, is it yum?
2: Yeah, I mean. But it's most likely a cake. And it yeah. was,
3: you know? <laughs> yeah, Manu getting wound up about that. I'm like, chill out, Manu. But
2: Pascal was even better. He was like, they're not being honest with us. <laughs> like they're trying to hoodwink us here. <laughs> I'm sure that was their intention. Um, what else do we have? What was their main? Oh, oh the, the
1: pork, pork belly. belly. Pork yeah.
3: belly with, uh, oh.
1: God, it
2: was rubbery, wasn't it? It was a rubbery pork belly with a parsnip and pear and sultana.
3: Parsnips, delicious, underrated vegetable. Yeah,
2: yeah. Mm. And so it was a parsnip pear. Was it a parsnip pear puree
3: with a bit of sultana? And there was sultana. Tash sultana.
2: Nada was not interested <laughs> in the sultanas. I've been pitching into Tash sultana like seven hundred
3: times. <laughs> you know, in the last can I tell? <laughs> can I tell a story? Like this is the yeah. this is the I reckon the funniest gig i've ever had as a, in my long and whatever it is career in journalism so the um, well they 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 come to new zealand quite often i think just because we're we're here and they're very popular in australia and there's this sort of assumption out of australian markets that what works there should work here and they just sort of and you just tack it onto the schedule and no one no one wants to talk to the hip hop and R and B stations consider them basically a comedy act, uh, and no one else would want. Yeah, you know, like there's just there is no constituency for that interview. So in desperation, uh, I was once paid to do like a pretend <laughs> interview with them that was never going to be published. But I just <gasps>
2: just to make the band feel just, better to, about- just to make it Aww. feel like they're normal. Well, they're probably like wait, can't wait to read the interview we did with that Duncan Grave guy. Uh, can
3: you bleep out the name of the artist because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably breaking my NDA <laughs> by doing this. But honestly, like there are some artists that it's just impossible to interview. You know, when I, mean, I talked to them for an hour, I was cracking chat. I mean, What's it was-
2: the sorry, where are we? What's the Scottish with literally anything? Me being pitched.
1: I don't know.
2: Oh,
3: okay. So an Australian hip hop artist.
2: Oh gotcha. Know. Okay. But anyway, Sultanas. <laughs> Back to Sultanas, Sultanas. Um Nada, not interested in having any any sort of fruit with her meat. Get off this show. I know. You're not a foodie. But also, like, you have applesauce with pork. I know. Yummy. She says no. She also is like, ugh, this is weird. I think pear and pork, again, is a classic yeah. combination. Ugh, put sultana. I've seen sultanas in, in, in meals before.
3: Very normal.
2: Very. Look. What was
1: her, like, she said it was like pudding. What was it? It's like... Like putting, putting salami on your.
3: Yeah, on your Pavlova. Pavlova. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like putting tamarind chutney on your. Like, there, there are so many. <laughs> like, fruit with meat is so normal. And sweet it's, with
2: savory, like banana, yeah. banana and bacon and maple syrup, you know? Yeah. Classic. It's just. Just wild. Anyway, I think they're working overtime. Yeah, they the they really the, don't want to be at the yeah, bottom. They'll be much more generous with next week's scoring to try and like redeem themselves we're, we're, as nice people. redeemable. <laughs> um the putting of the, put the 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 transferring of the uh the Black Forest batter into the molds was quite intense. Close-ups of like yeah. all their fingers just like poking down. Because well, I can't do it hands. anymore mum. Yeah, <laughs> mum had to take hands. over. <laughs> Lovely
3: team. Sweeties.
2: Uh what else? Oh Urine parsnip was one of the other auto-corrects. That was really good. <laughs> that would be what disgusting. What was I supposed to say? I, I don't know, but it definitely said urine parsnip.
3: I I draw the line there. I love a parsnip, but I don't want urine parsnip. Don't urine, don't uh, your
1: good trailer. fertilizer as well. I've been reading
2: I it. don't know if we trust you anymore, though, with, <laughs> with produce information.
3: <laughs> I feel like this your gardening true. column should go head-to-head <laughs> with Gabby's gardening column. And... Uh, I'd be interested to see what the data tells us about (laughs) the relative quality of your advice.
2: Now, having not really, um, because I wasn't here last week, having not really taken in much of last week's episodes, I didn't have a lot of information about Matt and Julie as, as people until I watched these, right? And there was, I did think when they kept, getting like not such good feedback and he was being very optimistic about it and it's like it's fine it's fine I was like he has all the confidence of a white man but now having made it all the way through the episode I'm like he's just looking out for his mum and trying to buoy her up it's
1: very sweet I know he was keeping it together for mum oh, I love that
3: and they were so excited to to be on MKR and they really believed in like the quality of the food, and it, it is frustrating because we don't get to, we never know what they would have been like with a functioning oven. Yeah, but it did seem like because every dish was panned basically, even though like I think that the Black Forest was, was a little bit of a, you know, the, well, it wasn't perfect, and like it, mm. it, you know they got sort of some pity scores there.
2: Uh, bloody up and down to Colleen's like a yo-yo, like difficult evening film. It was an hour between On Train Main 2, which didn't help her. Okay, She just gave people, particularly Nada and Pops, another, you know, any slight thing to kind of have a wee go at. Um, but, God, she got her steps in, didn't she, Julie, that she night? Did.
3: She did. <laughs> I just hope they feel proud and of... Like, like, I hope that they don't feel embarrassed about what, what happened on the TV. I don't
2: think they – I would have eaten every single one of the – all of every single one of those things. I don't know that It's an, ama- that it's means an amazing anything achievement.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <They're> yum. <laughs> I, would, I would have liked to try that dessert. Yeah, me too. You know, too. I thought
2: it looked really, really nice. I, again, I'd have eaten all of it. But the guests scored them 23 out of 40. Look, I think most of the scores were reasonable, except Nada and Pops.
3: Well, the, uh, counterpoint <laughs> – yeah. I mean, maybe only Nada and Pops's was reasonable. Like what were they getting? Sixes. Yeah. They got sixes. Se- and and sevens, right? Uh they got seven is a bit Someone gave them a, a seven. Yeah. Seven like seven was what all of the good ones were getting, and they at least this was like a, a rolling disaster. Unless mm. you're adjusting the score to to compensate for the oven. I think even six was a reach if you use the same metrics. But you you're judge also judging
2: on flavours in that too. So, like, again, with the pork, yes, it was a bit – the hero didn't work out, but I think it was still, like, edible and it well, was yeah, still young.
3: versus, like, the best bisque that's ever been created, which is also a seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just uh, – does it, it did d- you see their restaurant?
2: Yeah. You know, points for presentation. No uh, one else had an embossed uh, I, I table.
3: Five was probably the right score.
2: Okay, well, I just thought it was really interesting when Nada and Pops were doing their scoring. They were like, I don't know, a five. And then and then Pops was like, mm, I'm thinking a four. And then Nada was so quick to say, well, you went with my score last time, so yes, I agree. It's only fair that we go with your score it this time. It tr- was strategic
3: four. voting to, to get through to the next round. But
2: they would never, even if Nada and Pops had given them a decent score, it still wouldn't have done enough.
3: But they didn't know that no, at the time. No, uh,
2: So I think... You know, unless our mates, uh, Vicky and Pascal, have an absolute disaster in the kitchen next week, we're going to be saying goodbye to mum and son. Yeah. Aww. And they can just go back to their lovely big fancy house.
3: Yeah.
1: Beautiful dairy. Their lovely dairy provides that Provides everything you need.
3: Yep. <laughs> <And> <laughs> we don't, but we don't know where they, where they shop. I mean, we know they go to the butcher. But we don't know where they do their supermarket shopping. That was not...
2: Did they not show us these No,
3: just Briscoes and the butcher.
2: Oh, that's weird, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but interesting to see Pharaoh on the mm. uh, as part of the
2: the, Mission Bay, the set. Mission Bay
3: set. Yeah, As a first appearance. I love watching them go shopping. I've got to tell you,
2: <laughs> you need to watch. Uh, what is it? Eat well for less. Yeah. They do a lot of shopping there.
1: Uh, Can so, we talk about how the guy from Eat Well for Less was on um, House Rules? We, I feel like, did we talk about House Rules at all? Because that came and went. No, <laughs> no we didn't. Because it was CTI season.
3: It's annoying. Did did any of you watch it? Nikki was, like, obsessed with it. She thought it was such a great season. She
2: thought it was good.
3: Really good. Really good. She she loved it way more than the plot.
2: Look, I just ask the programmers to please not put your big key shows up against each other. We can only recap so much at a time. Well, they do
3: counter-programming, you know. That's one of the great frustrations. They They don't need to, but they do.
2: But they shouldn't because of us. (laughs) But they shouldn't.
3: I I mean, I also think they shouldn't just because it's actually not about – T V and Z two versus three. It is about television versus the internet. Uh, you should want there to be good things yeah. on all the time to keep the maximum Get together possible audience It an interest
2: industry to make it work, to no. make it great again.
3: Tell the world.
2: Okay, sixty two out of hundred, by the way. They're gone. they go on They're gone. Okay. Was there anything else? Any other business? Nope. I don't think so. Okay, great. Oh, I
1: got I got a corny, a corny by proxy in a meeting with a um, a publicist who was like and I don't know what this means, but my daughter asked me <laughs> to tell you that she's a corny and she's sorry so much. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so shout out to Joyce down corny? Here in Christchurch. The message was received and reciprocated. I think she's very much an adult. Um, <laughs> but it just came through.
2: I got a corny. I got a corny by proxy, actually, through um, when we were doing Megapod, and our lovely member Julie came up with some chocolate fish for us all, um, and it turned out that her niece is a corny. And she didn't know. She was like, she was like, "You're friends with my niece." <laughs> I was like, "Am I?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's really sweet. And then she
2: sort of told me. She was, and then I kind of, I was like, huh, Let me put this all together. And I did a mind map, and then I realised that she's a corny. And I was, do adore you. Yeah.
3: Um. I also had a. I had a direct contact with a corny uh, last week. Beth, who's uh, in communications for Spark, a little company you might have might have heard of it. Spark.
2: Well, they actually, sponsored business is boring. So thanks, Spark.
3: And uh, she invited me to Sparks AGM, and I unfortunately had a last-minute clash, so I didn't make it, but uh big shout-out to, to Beth, uh, who who was very professional in her business and then just, like, chucked in, like, a really piercingly on-point piece of CTI analysis at the end, which was like...
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we love it. actually, one more from the corner. Um, this is a lot of any other business now. Very, uh, they're very corny-related, but... One of the cornies saw another corny in the wild, and they cross pollinate. They don't cross pollinate. Whoa, That's the wrong word whoa, to use. It's wrong. Steamy. Sorry. Apologies. <laughs> but they um, oh, I just remembered. I just remembered Matt talking about ramming stuff down Julie's throat.
3: Yeah, that was really that yeah. was really tough. That was
2: that was, crazy. <laughs> that was <laughs> as right. tough as the pork belly. But anyway, <laughs> the two cornies saw each other, and um. One of them was like, I'm a corny. And the other corny was Courtney from Bake Off and just thought that this Courtney was saying her name wrong. <laughs> so there was like oh. a real, real pod interaction there for a little minute before they figured out what was happening,
3: oh, which was real that's cute. So beautiful.
2: I love it. And on that note, thanks very much for subscribing. Thank you for listening. We love you.
3: Sorry so much.
2: Sorry so much.